Hi, it's 420 somewhere. Welcome to Sex and Sativa with Alex. It's me, your favorite sex positive goddess. Welcome to the season four premiere of my podcast. Actually, um, if I don't sound as excited as I am, or if my voice doesn't carry excitement at all, it's not my fault. This is the fourth time I am recording this episode. Um, so I am on pins and needles because I want this episode to go as smoothly as it possibly fucking can without any interruptions. I just want to move forward. I want to have a great time. I want to record my podcast because fuck, I missed podcasting. This is like mini therapy for me, low key. So I miss this. This episode is going to be so great. It's going to be so interesting and I can't wait for y'all to listen. I was going to start this episode with something light, something fun, something very Alex. I was going to talk about my top five sexual experiences, rank them in order of like how many great orgasms I've had, how great was sexual experience. It was going to be like a fun, light episode. But I've been seeing a few things online that just kind of like had me bothered and I decided to talk about sexual pleasure and gratification what is wrong with sexual pleasure why does the idea of sexual pleasure have some people frothing at the mouth willing to not understand it willing to not consider it willing to not include sexual pleasure as part of their sexual experience yeah that's what we're going to do today i know Anyway, so when I started scripting this episode, genuinely and honestly, I thought I was talking about sexual gratification. I was like, oh, it's sexual gratification. And then I started going online to do research for the episode as I want to do because I'm fucking awesome like that for this podcast. And I saw the meaning behind sexual gratification. And I was like, that's not what I want to say. That's not, that was, that, that's just a different thing entirely. It's completely out of the window. So, um, what is sexual gratification? Sexual gratification, um, my tongue is killing me. Sexual gratification is the feeling of satisfying one's sexual desire for something particular or specific. Um, Let's say, for example, you have this desire to get a blowjob. You don't want penetrative sex. You don't want um, anything else. You just want a blowjob as a guy. And you do get that blowjob the way you want, in the particular way you actually want it, from the person that you want it to be. So satisfying that particular sexual desire with something particular or specific, that is sexual gratification. That is not sexual pleasure at all. What is sexual pleasure? I personally found it kind of hard, not kind of hard, I found it kind of hard to um, give like a textbook definition of what sexual pleasure is because I, I don't, I, I feel like sometimes we know when we have not gotten sexual pleasure we know when it's absent we know when it's not there we know we need to fix it we we kind of know when we haven't gotten sexual pleasure but sometimes it's kind of hard to um 
put a pin on when you do get sexual pleasure and what sexual pleasure is supposed to feel like and what sexual pleasure is supposed to look like um and secondly the reason i couldn't find a textbook definition of sexual pleasure because sexual pleasure for everyone is completely different everybody's definition of sexual pleasure is like they are different so if sexual pleasure differs for everyone why should i have or why should i use a textbook explanation of sexual pleasure to describe what every single person could be feeling when the feeling is different does that make sense i think it does um first of all let me just say that i really didn't want this podcast to come in this late in the month my whole plan was the podcast was going to come in at the beginning of the month but then the month started and i started feeling some type of way i mean i don't know if anybody missed my podcast nobody told me that they missed my podcast okay that's a lie i did get like a few when i coming back we miss your podcast sort of thing but the general overwhelming consensus was silence yeah i don't know i feel some type of way sometimes when i do this podcast like don't get me wrong i see the numbers i know you guys are listening but i sometimes feel like i'm doing this podcast for myself by myself you don't know what i mean um Okay, that's just completely different because I don't want to get into a situation where I actually start crying now. I'm kind of emotional these days. I recently have been going through a big change in my life and I don't like changes at all. So my anxiety has been through the roof. My mental health is in the toilet. Welcome to life. My bank account is like red. But you know, we're pushing doing this life thing because apparently you're not supposed to stop even though i'd not beg anybody to bring me but you know that's what this is sexual pleasure isn't new to me i talk about sexual pleasure all the time if you um if you're new to my podcast welcome i'm alex i love talking about sexual pleasure i love talking about sexual pleasure to my friends i love talking about sexual pleasure to my clients i love talking about how to achieve sexual pleasure here on this podcast most times so sexual pleasure isn't new to me i advocate for sexual pleasure because i am of the opinion that um well if you're having sex you might as well have good sex great sex and one of the ways to have great sex is to enjoy great sex when you enjoy great sex translates into sexual pleasure so yeah but just like a heads up sort of scenario if you believe that um sex is not meant to be enjoyed or having sex is not meant to be enjoyed if you're of the school of thought that um sexual pleasure is for hoes and for sluts and um sex is only meant for procreation or for reproducing and repopulating the earth hi welcome to my podcast let me refer you back to the previous season episode title is sex positivity yeah in sex positivity we talked about sex negativity and those kind of mind that kind of mindset where you think oh yeah sex is for um whole oh, sex is not meant to be enjoyed sex is um just for procreation those are kind those are tenets of sex negativity so don't worry welcome here 
sit down we are going to take our time to unlearn those tenets of sex negativity that you have been applying as facts sexual facts your entire life just relax calm down by the time i done with this episode i do hope that i will be able to have convinced you and not confused you i don't know why i said that now i'm not in secondary school i'm not doing debate anyway <clears throat> Um, let's unlearn tenets of sex negativity, shall we? Due to, like, in my own opinion, one of the reasons I feel like um, most people have a problem with sexual pleasure is because we lack basic and comprehensive sex education. Um, what do I mean by we lack basic and comprehensive sex education? Thank you for asking non-existent person, but people, people that are listening. Um, sex education, comprehensive sex education, in my opinion, isn't taught anywhere. We make up opinions and form um, and form them, and just we make up our opinions about sex with misinformed um, with. My mouth is dry because I hate this particular tea that I am drinking. Now see, I see you have one job. Tastes good. Now unfortunately, you don't know how good tea is going to taste until you taste it. My small good tastes like piss. Tastes good. If it tastes good, it's going to smell good. Just as simple as that. But it smells good. But then, once in a while, you come across that tea that neither smells good nor tastes good. So it's like I'm drinking colorless, flavorless water. And I'm fucking pissed off. Because dollar is cost. Everything is expensive. I'm not going to be wasting my money to buy a bag of tea and I get colorless, flavorless water. What the actual fuck, though? <sighs> But I put a lemon inside, so to give it some Why does the idea of sexual pleasure have people confused? Why does the idea of sexual pleasure have people um, frothing at the mouth? I think I've said this. Is because, in my opinion. Sex education, comprehensive sex education, isn't taught anywhere. As children, we aren't taught proper sex education. As adults, we believe we have hacked and mastered the sex thing. So it could be um, difficult for one to understand that, oh, yeah, your ideas about sex, your opinions about sex are bullshit. Um, Especially if your opinions or ideas that you've held for so long that have been formed as kind of like tenets of your personality and the way you view sex or approach sex. So um, when your basis, your foundation for learning sex is wrong, you don't have a comprehensive, a vast comprehensive um, knowledge of sexual education, sex education. And when you don't really truly understand sex education, Appreciating sexual pleasure can be kind of hard, not kind of hard, can be a lit like can be a lot difficult. Yo, I see a lot of women that genuinely do believe that um sex is something that happens to you. Sex is something you give a man. I know a lot of men out there who feel that sex is something you take from a woman. 
it's not some it's not something that is like a two it takes you to tango kind of situation you hear ladies saying oh yeah after um after he had sex with me okay clearly unless it was non-consensual then it's not sex but if it's sex it's consensual you agreed he agreed as well both of you made shit happen for each other to each other so nobody took anything from you you gave it freely if you have the mindset that oh sex is something that you um you are that is that is taken from you as a woman don't you really think you need to um start on learning why you think that certain way why you feel that certain way actually one of the reasons this episode came about genuinely and honestly is because of big brother nigeria there is a particular contestant there, Angel, um, that I don't know, apparently has been deemed the hoe of the season, the slot of the season for some reason. She's the bad guy. Why? Because um, apparently, I don't know if she's had sex, but she might have had, like, I don't really feel looked. I'm so sorry. I just, I get so, like, I'm not interested. I'm not, I'm not invested that's the word no i'm not interested i'm not invested in this show so apparently um angel has had sexual relations or might have had sexual relations with a few people in the house and because of that it's not just one person it's like other people it's like oh you know you're in the house and you're with multiple men you was a hoe you was a slut and i'm like why is it that um why do because i personally i'm like i don't get why people have a problem with the fact that my girl is just trying to get her orgasms it's really not a for me it's not a big deal so far it was consensual you and your partner that you've had the you were having the relationship with or relations with you respect the person the person respects you but then again most people kind of don't like angel because angel is doing what in my opinion they wish they had the guts to do here in nigeria i've seen multiple situations about guys that are like oh you know um don't wife the babe don't wife the babe that eats your ass so you have a babe that is eating your ass that is slotting you out like you guys are having that dirty nasty gritty like that kind of sex that is like filthy and you genuinely believe that because you're having filthy nasty sex with this person this person is not a decent enough human being enough to be wifed or i see some women that genuinely do believe that um oh yeah they would rather have sex with like other men and then go to the, their husbands feeling like oh we've only had sex with like two people we've only had sex with one people a uh, one person and then they are going back to the husband and they are buying this like this new this man that they're supposed to marry and they're buying this um re-virginization kit i kid you know that's like an actual thing so the husband can feel like oh i just poked that bear for the first time and then you have grown-ass men saying they can't marry women who are not virgins because all the other women they've used them who did the using sir were they alone in the using did they stay and let themselves be used or was it a situation where two people enjoyed having sex like and it was nasty and it was good and they got their orgasms and they got their sexual pleasure they derived pleasure from the act but because the idea that you can actually derive pleasure from sex is like 
the idea that you could derive pleasure from sex is I don't want to say if it's foreign as much as it's nasty because you derive pleasure from sex it's good it's okay it's normal but I don't see people championing for sexual pleasure or I don't see people looking at those who champion for sexual pleasure in the same light as they look at those who champion for sexual health or sexual awareness yeah if you're talking about sexual health, you're talking about the health aspect of sex if you're talking about awareness you're like putting them through and teaching them but when you talk about sexual pleasure it's like oh slot it kind of boils down to it also kind of ten um talks um touches um only fans right am i right yeah only fans you view people that have only fans as oh my god you, like it's not like you view people um if somebody is posting like raunchy pictures of themselves online it's like oh you're one step away from having an only fans what's so wrong with having an only fans what's so wrong with people who patronize um, um content creators from their OnlyFans account, what's so wrong in viewing content from OnlyFans? You're using it to achieve sexual pleasure. Watching that sort of thing gives you a tingle in your nether regions. Why is oh fuck? I just touched my microphone. Why is that such a bad thing? Last time I was recording this episode, it started raining 29 minutes in, and I was so fucking frustrated. And I told myself, oh, don't worry, I will fix it in edit, but I couldn't fix it in edit. And now I'm miserable because I am half scared that this episode is not going to turn out right. I am terrified that I'm not going to post on Sunday morning, and I'm just like, patience alexandria patience 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 this episode is going to turn out fine you're going to be great i have a girlfriend dearest diamond she has this um, i have a girlfriend diamond she has this awesome podcast dearest diamond and one thing I like her podcast for is it has like a lot of affirmations oh you're a genius you're great you're this you're that i realized recently that listening to affirmations where i do certain things can be incredibly relaxing because it's so easy to take in like negative mindsets so um reminding myself over and over again that i'm great i'm a genius i'm awesome i'm fine is a great way to relax i work out to affirmations no i work out to nikki then I do yoga to affirmations. You should try affirmations. I know this sounds silly. Why you listen to some repeats? I'm great over and over again. But saying those words with conviction and believing them can actually help influence the way your mindset works. So, just saying. It's not a great thing. It's not a bad thing to um, not be into affirmations. Um, I think I said this earlier sex education or comprehensive sex education isn't taught anywhere we make up our opinions and facts about sex as we go um with a mishmash of information from like porn and friends and stuff like that nobody's explaining to you the nuances um regarding consent nobody's explaining to you what sex positivity means like sex positivity is even like a far fucking cry when you when without understanding the basic concept behind sex education don't know anything 
because as simple as that you really don't know anything nobody is telling you that um masturbation is fine and it's a healthy way to explore your body nobody's properly explaining to you the um consequences of sex and sexual accountability nobody is properly giving you comprehensive sex education so when you don't really properly understand comprehensive sex education how can we now start to unpack the shame behind how we learn sex and the lens with which we view sex um, to start getting into how to enjoy sex why we should enjoy sex and how enjoying sex doesn't inherently make you a bad person Nobody's telling you that. Nobody's explaining. We don't even give like proper name to our body parts. So fuck's sake, why are we um, saying hoo-ha and um, pee-pee and then like you're saying penis and vagina and vulva and you're giggling and you're laughing because you think, oh, you know, it's a funny thing, it's a shameful thing. That's why we have... Um, Calm down, Alex. That's why we have grown women who actually don't understand that there's a difference between vulva and vagina. Anything that has to do with, and I put this in quotes, their private parts, they don't really know about it. That's why you will see someone tell you that shoving an alum up your vagina is good and it's a great way for you to get wet and you see some beautiful wonderful loving women shoving alum up their, up their vaginas like you don't know that oh this is what the vulva is supposed to look like like you there is no one definition of how the vulva is supposed to look like we all learn we um associate a lot of shame guilt um lack of understanding into our own bodies because yo and this is kind of funny because remember in biology we have like a hundred and something bones i don't know how many bones we have i cheated a lot in biology don't don't judge me but when it comes i know that there are um, some questions oh list how many bones there are in the body and there are some people that could rattle off every single bone in the body without even taking a breath but they don't really understand that um the genital area a genital area is different nobody's telling you nobody's understanding that this is the vulva this is what the vulva consists of this is the vagina for fuck's sake down to fgm that's that female genital mutilation it's done so that women don't get sexual pleasure because a woman who understands sexual pleasure is an immoral woman do you not understand how incredibly damaging our lack of sex positivity and sexual education is like do you not see um, how inherently damaging it is because when you don't understand sex you don't you kind of you don't understand something and i've i've view, i've seen this when most people don't understand something they label it as bad and then people who do that are the bad people society has come a long way from what is right what is wrong what is good what is bad like we've come a long way at the same time we haven't come a long way at all and then with how um sexual liberation is these days some people who like i said don't understand sexual sex ed sex ed view people who 
tend to be sexually liberated as you know you're the ones that are um, perpetrating the idea of Sodom and Gomorrah I think I'm going to I'm not going too far I'm just like I'm not listing my points in order of how they are supposed to be because I'm worked up and it's sad this entire thing infuriates me to me like content to me Alex content understanding your body masturbation consequences of sex and sexual accountability sex positivity to me those make up what is actually sex ed that for me is comprehensive sex education that is the way i feel that sexual education should be taught to people in ways that they understand but then how can we focus on how good sex is and how great sex is when we don't even know how to properly navigate the sexual experience yes how can we focus on good sex how can we focus on sexual pleasure when the sexual experience that we are supposed to at least know that we go through we haven't properly navigated it it's mad in shame misinformation and lack of understanding yeah so when we start on learning these things or when we start to see these things and view them with an open mind i mean it still boils down to body positivity because body positivity um happens to be an umbrella under sex positivity when um you're not body positive and i'm not saying body positive in the sense that yeah girl yes girl wear what you want to wear it's still in the sense that wear what you want to wear it's your business because um you tell yourself that you're body positive but you're only body positive to the good bodies the bodies that the media have told that have deemed acceptable to the bodies that um that seem good the bodies that are properly appreciated and seem to get a lot of uh, attraction from opposite gender or same gender without realizing that when you tell your skinny friend ah, guy say you're skinny like this eh and you're not be eating properly that is not body positivity you make all these little snark remarks to your friend about ah ah you've not seen them in forever but you're dropping comments under their instagram post ah you've added weight though and then chadwick boseman's picture is coming out it's circulating online where he doesn't look good and you're like oh it must be crack that marvel money must be getting you good cocaine and then when finally Best in peace, sir. When he dies, it's like, oh yeah, we should be body positive, but body positive, how? You don't know how to be body positive. That's how you look at a woman wearing um, a crop top and jeans, and you're like, oh, you're being naked. Oh, if they rape you, don't bleed. Like, yeah. Because you feel that the clothes you're wearing, just because you seem to be covered up, you're more decent than somebody who is wearing um, a crop top. That's why you have certain people asking dumb questions like, oh, why are you wearing a crop top when you don't have a flat belly? 
because flat belly high standing perky boobs nice ass with a gorgeous face is your definition of what a good body should look like so if you're a person that doesn't have it it's just carry their head and like chuck it somewhere under the bridge literally like jam it i did a boudoir shoot last year i did a i did a boudoir slash nude photo shoot last year and for the longest time i was very very um self-conscious about my body genuinely honestly it's one of the reasons why those pictures have never are not online today because i i had a body goal i had no idea i had a body goal i had a body goal in mind how i wanted my body to look like and by the time the photo she rolled around i didn't look like what was in my head don't get me wrong i have no problem with the pictures the pictures are fire my body is fire but it didn't look like how i wanted it to look like it didn't look like the way i was seeing boudoir pictures online to get and while i'm fine with the pictures myself i do realize that when i put it online i am inviting a lot of public scrutiny and my body is not the way it's not it's not toned it's not taught it's not fit in all the right areas so i know i'm going to get a love oh you should have worked out some more oh you should have sucked your belly in like i know i'm going to get a love that comment and i'm just not mentally physically emotionally ready for that right now so i choose not to put those pictures online But at the same time, I don't have a problem with other people's body. Maybe because I mind my business. Oh God, I've touched my microphone again. I don't have a problem with other people's body. It's their body. They're free to do what they're doing. Um, my situation is different. The way my body works is different. There are some people that um, they eat and they eat and they eat. And their metabolism is so fucking fast that they, are, that they don't have a single ounce of fat on them. And there are some people that all they drink is this tea that I'm sipping. And wham, they're bloated. It's just their body. Everybody is different why are you trying to foster um one particular look on everybody most times while learning about sex without um without even realizing i think i said this we learn sex or we associate sex with shame we associate um girl in me most times while learning about sex without even knowing or without even realizing we associate sex with shame we tend to view sex from this lens of being a dirty thing but sex is a human thing and while we are learning about sex when we are curious about sex because it's a human thing we want to try it and like life we fumble around every single thing because the way we learn stuff in life is um we either learn from experience or we fuck up and then by luck we think we have a we have like a hold on it i feel like most times that's how we learn like stuff that goes on in life unless it's a proper school structure i don't know why i'm so fucking like bloated today oh i know why i've been stress eating because i've been so fucking like i'm so nervous about this whole podcast i don't know if it's going to air i have no idea like in life we fumble around until we feel like we got it and that's how 
let's just be very fucking honest that's how people view sex that's how people know sex first you don't know then you feel you know then you do and then you think to yourself aha i've got this i'm good i have learned so if someone else does something that is kind of contrary to what we already feel we know what we already um we've deemed as the acceptable way because that's the way that we view it for sex it's like when someone does something contrary to that that's just like oh it's weird it's nasty oh my god that's so cool that's so weird like you don't view sex in a healthy way you don't see sex as a you know a thing that can happen when it happens to people you don't see because okay for you you enjoy fucking your partner in missionary and if you want to spice shit up you going to doggy that's the height of it for you then you see someone coming online to be like oh yeah it has by the way Mm-hmm. I also enjoy having sex with like seven or eight different partners and you're like oh, what a disgusting hoe well, <clears throat> you have a lot of unlearning to do it's just as fucking simple as that I have like I'm just I have to be very fucking honest you have a lot of unlearning to do um like i said earlier because of the way you view sex or the way you do sex let's say um let me just give two different scenarios here if you're into bdsm you like to feel like the way you enjoy sex i'm not trying to pinpoint anybody i'm just saying that at the height of it and it's not just at height of it it's the nuances behind some of the things that people say the way they talk and the thing is when you're saying stuff or when you're explaining stuff or when you're proud about something you might not even understand that there's a level of condense like um there's a, there's a condescending attitude you have towards other people who don't view sex the same way or who don't do sex the same way so if you're into bdsm and you feel like okay you might actually so i think let me not say you will if you're into bdsm you might feel like the way you view sex is of a higher calling you know sex for you is good sex for you is great because you're into bdsm then those that are not into bdsm those that are um, practicing vanilla sex it's like they're beneath you they don't they don't factor they're not enjoying sex because you are into bdsm and they are not do they not see how great it is the only way they want to enjoy sex is if they are into bdsm so even the way you explain certain bdsm terminologies and experiences you have in bdsm it's in a condescending manner but you have no clue you have no idea you believe that you know it's just it's just the way you're talking it's not a big deal and it might not be a big deal but when you have a condescending manner of approach towards um other people because you believe your own way is elitist or your own way is better that is sex negativity regardless of if you're into bdsm or not and then those that are not into bdsm cannot comprehend why at some point um i would enjoy sex with pain or um pain for me can be um associated to a higher level of pleasure you might not understand why impact play works for me you might not understand why i need bondage and sensory deprivation to actually um achieve orgasm you don't get it because you don't do it am i making sense 
me i know i am i just am nervous because like i said i hope this episode is the one that does go offline offline you know what while we are talking about um understanding sex positivity and bdsm i want to talk about something as simple as not necessarily simple but i want to talk about something quite controversial abortion um for me alex i believe abortion is a choice just wait calm down i believe abortion is a choice now when i was talking about in my previous i think in the previous season when i talked about um um sexual accountability and sexual responsibility um pregnancy came up now as i said earlier i believe abortion is a choice you have the right to decide that when you are pregnant when um um when you are pregnant you keep the baby regardless of if you had a baby um a few months ago just whenever you are pregnant you have the right to believe that you will keep the baby you will raise the baby but you also have no right to choose how other people decide what to do with their pregnancies i don't believe that pregnancy is a consequence or pregnancies should be a consequence for having sex not me I'm bloated I swear to God I'm just burping or something like that I don't believe that um I don't believe that pregnancy should be a consequence for sex I believe that um having a child is a choice now if we are being very fucking honest if a lot of people decided mm, to have children when they are emotionally financially physically mentally ready to have children i do believe we won't have a lot of damaged people out there but no that's just my opinion because why am i why do you feel like you have the right to tell someone to keep a child um or keep a pregnancy when they don't want to now most people's defense for abortion is always like oh what if you were raped what if she's a minor i don't like using that defense when i'm talking about abortion i always go to um my own my own defense is always like what if she doesn't want a child why is it so hard for you to comprehend choice why is it that my decision not to is not respected as much as my decision to because you believe that every pregnancy should be kept irregardless of how that person feels at that moment irregardless of the situation or the context behind that pregnancy you do believe that every single pregnancy should come to full term every single pregnancy should um amount in a child and don't even come to me with adoption and blah 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 the system to be very honest hardly ever works there is a ton of children out there that need adoption that don't end up being adopted and the thing is when children grow out of that cute face where you know everything they do is cute the likelihood of them being adopted reduces drastically so we have a lot of children 
who grew up in systems that are broken and they have to fight the systems that are broken to exist in this world that is unfair to them in the first place and then when they do to try and exist in what is unfair to them in the first place and then um just thrive now if you're being very fucking honest when you grew up with a lot of trauma um issues regardless of what it is abandonment whatever when you grow up with a lot of trauma unless you make the conscious decision to unlearn some of the um attitudes or to unlearn some of the behaviors that could be as a result of the trauma that you're experiencing or trauma that you're carrying you tend to be a damaged person like it's just as simple as that i'm not trying to i'm not trying to use psychoanalysis on anybody you tend to grow up like damaged except in some cases you might not even be aware that you're damaged that is why we still have some grown adults in nigeria telling me that um yes beating a child is resetting my guy why are you resetting that's why you see um adults frothing at the mouth at the idea of actually having a comprehensive um conversation with a child oh why am i giving my children options on what it's except you are not realizing that you are setting your child up for um an unhealthy relationship with food a lot of things that we do continuously we have no idea that all of these things have like unintended long-lasting consequences until we make a conscious decision to start unlearning some of these consequences even when these consequences are pointed out to us like yo you do have an unhealthy relationship with food or yo your um your reaction to certain situations is unhealthy you're like what no it's not beating didn't do anything for me guy baby Just saying. If a lot of people decided that they were not ready, they were not fit to be parents, and they decided not to have children, my opinion, maybe we'll have less damaged people. I don't like saying the word damage, but maybe we'll have less people with few issues to fix. But that's just me. I genuinely do believe that's why abortion is a choice. Or should be a choice. You have the choice to keep yours. You have the choice to love your child. You have the choice to want your child. But you have no right to decide what other people's choices should be. Especially... When it comes to reproductive systems you have absolutely like you have no fucking right because you like as a woman there is so much about our body that we don't even understand which is why every single time i come online and i see like um tweets about a woman going through like her period or like her own period symptoms i'm like yes thank you i'm not alone i'm not the only one that faces this in a household like like in a household like mine eh? my mom never had cramps no periods for her were positively painless and just easy for me and my sister it was never the same i've been having cramp like name the period symptoms i'm pretty sure i got them not like it's a brag or anything it's just periods for me are incredibly horrible like periods for me, me and my sister are incredibly horrible but for the longest time and i've always had like the cramps that kind of like they come with period diarrhea they come with like that kind of dehabilitating cramps 
now for the first few years of my period my mom didn't understand why i was not able to perform at my best while i was on my period she never got it she didn't get how i would be crying she just wanted me to be like you know have a stiff upper lip and move on until i think it was my ss3 or something like my last year of um secondary school when she left me at home i don't know what happened i don't remember much about that day all i knew is my period started like the night before and my mom went out and it was just me and her at home and i was supposed to like fix a lot of things in the house like do dishes and everything but i sat down on the toilet seat all day i had a bucket by my side where i was vomiting i had water in front of the toilet door that i could use to rehydrate i know it sounds disgusting and nasty but and then i sat down i didn't even remember telling myself like i would crawl to my bed to like lie on my tummy and then in five minutes i'm running back to the toilet thing i did that for the entire day so by the time my mom came back home around 6 um 6 p.m like in, and she saw the whole house a mess i was lying down on my toilet floor i was a mess so my mom saw me i was lying on my toilet and apparently i had stained like because i wasn't wearing um um pads I was I had stained the floor so she was worried and she somehow somehow bundled me to um, a hospital or something and thankfully I met a very nice woman and the woman was asking me asking my mom like what was my problem and you know Nigerian parents and I didn't get issue no be you you know and she, my mom was explaining that I said I'm having headache it's like she saw me vomiting and the woman ignored my mom and looked at me and asked me what was wrong I told her cramps she asked me is this how it is I said yes two man now turned to my mom I started like two man started screaming and my mom was like yo why are you enjoying and she asked me what painkillers do I use do I need to change them I was like oh I've never been on painkillers my mom says they are bad for my um, my womb that's how this man turned to my mom I started parrying oh you like do you even understand what she's going through? Oh, it's like it's just my girl. Like, what do you mean it's normal cramps? Do you really think it's, it's the same thing for everyone? Why have you never put her on painkillers? I was like, it's bad for. I was like, so now while she is here like this, you want her? You rather she she's in pain for the majority of the seven days that she's on her period every single month, so that she doesn't affect the womb that she's not going to use anytime soon. Like the way she parried for my mom. Um, and I said, okay, you know, give her a painkiller. And that was the beginning of my relationship with painkillers for my cramps. And although they don't do a lot, every single time I'm able to have cramps and pop a pill, I go back to that evening in that hospital. And I am thankful for that woman. I am thankful for that woman. But this is a complete stranger that probably had an idea of what I was going through. But not my mom because she didn't have an idea of what I was going through. So when I see other women like come online and they are talking about like their period problems or I'm like, yo, thank you. I see. I'm not alone. I'm not the only one that is suffering from the consequences of Eve eating the apple. I'm not alone. But you see some other dumb irresponsible people that genuinely do believe that. You know, why are we talking about periods in public? It's not good to talk about periods in polite setting. Why are girls always tweeting about their periods? Ah, ah, guy, don't you think that I can count your circle by how often you tweet about your periods? Guy, count it now. 
unless you have plans to kidnap me and breed me i really don't see why that should be a problem for you even down to said pregnancy see for the longest time i was under the impression that um pregnancy was yeah it wasn't all good but you vomit a little bit and then at the end of nine months you see a bundle of joy and then you're happy and recently i have been so fucking grateful that that is not the case women are coming out and talking about postpartum um depression more women are coming out to talk about how they feel they are they feel like they failed as mothers because their babies are, are unable to um latch to their nipples properly to feed i see mothers that come online i mean for fuck's sake i was working out a few months i went to work out a few months ago and one of the ladies i was working out it was telling me how oh yeah when she had her first baby her rib like she broke a rib she also broke a rib in the second one but by the third baby she was fine and i remember looking horrified like excuse me ma you break a rib in your first pregnancy broke a in your second pregnancy but by your third pregnancy you're fine and then you have women that are telling you that oh you know their noses don't grow out like there's just a lot of unintended consequences because of pregnancy and somebody expects you at the end of the month like at the end of the whole 10 months to look at this whole as human being that you have to be responsible for for the nearest sufficient future Yes, that's your reward. Look into your baby eyes, your baby's eyes and everything will be fine. For some women, it's not like that. Stop romanticizing this idea of how pregnancy is supposed to be and give us like hard, true facts. But you know, we'd much rather lie, pretend everything is fine, and then complain that people are talking about the God's honest truth. I'm just saying maybe don't be so hasty to judge maybe don't be so hasty to foist your experience on everybody everybody is different sexual pleasure differs for every single person because the sexual experience differs for every single person somebody trigger warning somebody who is trying to enjoy sex after sexual assault is going to be different from someone who had a you know a good who's had like good experiences with sex down to how good the first time was for them people who can't associate their first time without um guilt or shame or fear are going to view sex and sexual experience different from people who don't associate sex that way and if sexual experiences differs for everybody, why are we now trying to look at sexual pleasure as a one-size-fits-all? It's not. It's not at all. Um, another thing I wanted to understand, I wanted us, to, I wanted to talk about is how we are introduced to sex plays a huge role on how you view sex. Let's say you were introduced to sex or your um your introduction to sex that sorry this is why when i see parents talk about oh they can't talk to their children about sex i'm like bitch really you teach your children your own values you teach them your morals like the way you were taught you tell them how to be polite you cannot teach them everything but when it comes to sex you're like because you don't fully understand how sex is supposed to be 
you don't even fully understand how much your sexual experience is wired in shame and on until you start talking about it and because we don't talk about it properly we don't talk about it honestly it's not an honest open conversation for us to be like oh you know i'm eager to learn i'm eager to learn you know when i started my podcast last year my views on sex right now are completely different and i'm eager to learn i'm eager to unlearn because i find sex so fucking fascinating but for some people it's not like that so yeah your introduction to sex matters how you view sex if your introduction to sex in church is viewed in shame which spoiler alert probably is um you continue to associate sex that way take me for example now take me for example I grew up Catholic. I grew up in Catholic church. And one thing my Catholic kept on telling me was, um, not just me, but young girls out there, was that when you have sex for the first time, the Virgin Mary is never going to listen to your prayers again. So, um, but if you are a virgin, you only get prayer prayers listened to by the Virgin Mary. Now, that sort of constant reminder that your worth or your prayers will only be listened when you are of pure heart and your body is pure in all its physical sense pure in the sense that not because you're a good person not because you do good things not because you give a fuck about people not because you're not selfish not because um inherently you just want the world to be good but because you know your your value is placed on how pure your virginity is and when someone takes your virginity like there are little words that keep on they keep on using when someone takes your virginity then you're no longer pure and virgin mary no longer listen to your prayers anymore now obviously i believe that because i grew up in catholic church i grew up as a young catholic girl i fucks with mary hard mother of god like i respect her a lot now when you keep on hearing over and over again that your prayers will only be answered when you are a virgin you tend to see other people that are not virgins as the you guys you guys are not it you guys are just you guys are not even getting it at all it's only my own prayer that they will hear sorry it's only my own prayer that they will hear then when you do have sex for the first time there's this feeling of worthlessness at the base of it there's this feeling of worthlessness there's this feeling of shame that i constantly feel i felt that way when i had sex for the first time even when i knew that this is not what it is and because by the time i had sex i already know everything i already sorry i already know everything i wanted to know in my head I knew what was supposed to go down i knew how i was supposed to feel like i was mentally prepared i had envisioned it but i didn't envision that feeling of worthlessness afterwards i didn't go to mass for a hot minute obviously i'm over that now and i've realized that my relationship with god is not tied down to um my vagina and what goes into my vagina and how it goes there in fact your spiritual relationship should have no bearing on your physical relation on, on your sexual relationship but you keep on placing emphasis on how your sexual relationship impacts your physical relationship and then we have stuff like soul ties we have stuff like every single person that you have sex with deposits a soul tie for you 
where do we begin? You have the right to feel I'm wrong. I mean, what do I know? I just have a podcast where I'm talking about sex, Abby. Ha! I can't get certified now. You guys are just, you guys, you guys understand that. I ain't taking this shit as a joke. I know that there are other Nigerian women out there. Not just Nigerian women out there. There are other women out there that kind of resonate with what I said regarding sex um, and the church. Because I don't know if guys ever feel this way. I should ask. I really should ask. My bad, I didn't ask. But I don't know if guys ever feel this way. But I know majority of women that do. Some of my girlfriends, I was present for their first time. I knew how they felt afterwards. I had to constantly keep on reminding them, yo, guy, it's just sex. It doesn't mean anything. Maybe I say it means something, but it doesn't mean what you feel like it means. If your relationship with sex from the church is man in that kind of shame, afterwards, it's kind of hard not to feel that way. It's kind of hard not to sorry feel worthless afterwards it's kind of hard not to feel like you're dirty after sex if you feel that way at the base of it that feeling of dirtiness and worthlessness after sex maybe examine why you feel that way and find a way to start on learning it Maybe when you are learning for yourself, you won't project the same level of expectations and stupidity on other people. I say stupidity because personally I do feel like that's such a silly way to live. Sex is good. Sex is healthy. Good sex is great. Great sex is awesome. It doesn't have to make you feel dirty. It doesn't have to mean that you're worthless. It really doesn't have to mean that you're worthless. Sorry, it doesn't mean that your prayers will not be answered. It doesn't mean that God is going to abandon you just because you got dick. Anyway, when you learn about sex from the church, uh, from sorry, you learn about sex from the church. When you learn about sex from your friends, um, that's where it gets rough because there, when you learn about sex from your friends, it's like a mismatch of information. I said something about alum earlier. That's why you start hearing stuff like, well. It really is 420 now. Yay me. That's when you start hearing stuff like, oh, after sex, um, when you're done having um, sex, if you stand up and start jumping, then that's like contraceptive. Yo, because the thing with friends is that they learn from somebody who learned from somebody who learned from somebody. And by the time it gets to you, it's just a whole ass convoluted mess. That's how you have friends telling guy, if you use a condom, it means that you're a pussy, good hard guys don't get sexual infections, and you don't use a condom because at the base of it, you don't want to be seen as a pussy. And then you don't protect yourself during sex. And when sexually sexual infections happen, you get pissed off. When you learn about sex from porn ha! because i feel like basically friends porn when we don't have good comprehensive sexual education those are the only two ways or those are the majority of the ways we actually understand and comprehend sex so when you learn sex from porn you tend to feel that um i'm not ethical porn you because that's a whole other thing you tend to feel that the way 
mainstream porn has depicted has depicted sex should be the way sex should be and then you do feel that the only way two women are allowed to enjoy sex is when they are making this overly loud stimulated um noises like and then it's just eh, mainstream porn is trash like i just have to fucking say because the context behind sex is never how it is for them and then most people don't realize that porn is um porn is a film you have action films you have fantasy films you have um um like there are different genres of film same thing with porn when you realize ethical porn is for me ethical porn is like the best kind of porn out there because mainstream porn is just trash you see a guy um um you see the way mainstream porn depicts sex is horrible and that's why you there are certain things that men do during sex that they just feel like it's great you are um you're fucking her face with your dick and you're just doing that fucking her face do you take out the time to ask her if she's fine do you take out the time to ask her if she's enjoying it because you automatically assume that whatever you're doing because um some porn performer apparently not porn star because not everybody's a star <laughs> so that's not funny um some porn performer online the way she's enjoying that she's um sucking your dick you do feel that every woman that comes across your penis should also have the same level of appreciation for your penis that way not reciprocating you know? because mainstream point is viewed from a very ah i've touched my microphone again because mainstream point is viewed from a very patriarchal lens that had that does nothing to impact the female pleasure that does not talk about the female pleasure that um stimulate that simulates the female pleasure in a way that is supposed to be pleasing for the male gaze so you assume that what is played is the proper way it should be you can come on her face whenever you want and she's supposed to lick it and tell you oh thank you baby oh you taste so good <laughs> i'm so fucking exhausted i want to laugh point is always so funny to me anyway when you view sex from these lenses Porn, the church, your friends. Ugh, oh boy, I'm so fucking sick of just touching my camera. When you my microphone, when you view porn from these lenses, the church, your friends. Sorry, when you view sex from these lenses, the church, your friends, um, and porn, your own views on sex tend to be skewed, and you have no idea. And because nobody is teaching you sex ed, we have grown adults who really don't understand sex, having sex. When your sexual experience is skewered, how can you start focusing on sexual pleasure? Why won't you see sexual pleasure as a bad thing? Why won't you see sexual pleasure as disgusting? Why won't you view sexual pleasure as nasty and that it is not for decent people? <sighs> By the way, when you learn about porn oh yeah sorry i was talking about i talked about porn i talked about the church i talked about friends let's talk about books 
when you learn about sex from books someone like me I, I like i read a lot of harlequin and silhouettes mills and bones growing up so i kind of i was on that that's why i said earlier that when i had sex for the first time i thought i knew everything i was prepared i also had my, my copy of every woman and sh- like that i realized that oh as um as a as someone who's never had sex with first, as a woman who's never had sex as a girl who's never had sex for the first time that um my high men might be different that was when i learned that the vagina looks different i kind of understood like every woman kind of prepared me in a way but mills and bones silhouettes all those romance novels romanticized the idea of sex for me sex was supposed to feel a certain way sex was supposed to look a certain way sex was supposed to be experienced a certain way for me the orgasm is supposed to be something that is blinding and it builds up and when it comes you crust and you're oh my god i'm so great and blah 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 blah. and sometimes orgasms are not like that orgasms differ for everybody sometimes it could be like a nice cute sneeze fine you're done sometimes it could be this relaxing body wave of pleasure sometimes it can be that intense but orgasms differ for everybody the same way sexual pleasure does not equal an orgasm sexual pleasure does not mean an orgasm wait before i go there while i go there um some people equate the fact that sexual pleasure has to be an orgasm it's not you can actually enjoy sex without having an orgasm yes and see i am all for women getting their orgasms because you the orgasm gap is so much for me not to advocate for women to have orgasms with their partners or yeah with their partners or by themselves but sometimes you can enjoy something or you can enjoy certain things in sexual experience that doesn't have to be an orgasm and it doesn't mean you deprive yourself of sexual pleasure as a lady you could enjoy you know sucking your partner off you enjoy watching him lose control with your mouth you enjoy watching him fuck your face and maybe while you're doing that you're touching yourself because just watching him gain sexual pleasure get sexual pleasure is great for you like watching him lose control just does something to your nether regions and you're fine and you're enjoying it but you don't have an orgasm does that mean that you did not experience sexual pleasure does that mean it wasn't pleasurable enough for you just because it's orgasmic doesn't mean it's pleasurable and just because sexual pleasure is sexual pleasure does not mean it has to equal an orgasm sexual pleasure does not equal orgasms i just thought that was something fun to note so if you've always been under the impression that oh you have to have an orgasm to experience sexual pleasure start rethinking that and start examining the things that you actually enjoy sexually enjoying those things and realizing that just because you enjoy them doesn't mean it has to equal an orgasm and just because it doesn't it doesn't you didn't get an orgasm or there was no orgasm inside does not mean that it wasn't um sexually pleasurable so i'm supposed to i i've talked about love stuff i wanted to talk about how our relationship with um sex skewers how we view sex workers and sex work and porn and um because honestly i was going to talk about that but i don't think i have i don't want this episode to be so long ha 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 i laugh (laughs) 
I wanted to talk about why porn is so bad and why people um, um, view porn as like through this lens of like oh it's dirty, it's nasty. I actually had somebody because um, recently I've been working on a project with um, one of my clients. We're producing um, ethical porn somehow. <laughs> yeah, you're crazy, right? So um, and then somebody that was working with me. Um, except I have been viewing what I've been working on as ethical porn they don't which is fine it's good everybody wants some people want to stick their head in the sand and that's fine who am I to bust their bubble Alexandria the sex positive goddess um, so someone recently was t- not recently person was telling me how um, only those that she does be- this person is a therapist barely enough but she believes that people who um, perform in porn or who do anything related 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 ethical porn have some form of are going through some form of trauma or abuse so i looked at and i was like so you do believe that the reason i'm doing this is because i was traumatized sexually as a child or as an adult i've been sexually abused and as such the only way for me to take control or gain some level of control is by um is in ethical porn you do believe that every single person who um, is involved in porn has some level of abuse and trauma and i was just so fascinated and then i realized that yeah this might be the reality for some people so i'm not going to talk about that i'm also not going to talk about like i'm not going to talk about that i'm just going to um i think i'm going to round it up what i'm trying to say is um don't knock how people are achieving sexual pleasure like don't start um don't focus on how they are achieving sexual pleasure it's not your business how other people are achieving sexual pleasure one because like i said it's not your business two consent is included when consent is included in a situation regardless of how nasty in your head it might seem to get it's not a bad thing like what someone does to achieve like to experience pleasure in sex is not a bad thing so far consent is included it is not a bad thing it's not nasty it's not weird your fantasy like your fantasies your sexual wants your sexual needs there's absolutely nothing that you can do that is nasty and is weird because i bet you that while you think about getting something done someone out there has gotten it done someone out there has done it and it's always so kind of relaxing and comforting when you actually do find a community of like-minded people that do the same thing you do it's great it makes you feel like you're not alone so while you are in your bed lying down and thinking oh this is the nastiest thing i want or this is nasty guy i want you to believe that your nasty is someone's starting point when it comes to sex as fucking simple as that because yo like i said i have been learning love shit with this whole sex game love stuff i don't want to do but i'm like what i mean just a few days ago i be which day i was learning i don't know if this is true or not i was learning about how the mormons the mormon teenagers actually enjoy sex with something called soaking and jump hopping yo google it come back and tell me thank you so um another thing i wanted to put out there is that it's not too late to learn sexual education 
it's not late to arm yourself with sexual knowledge because i see lots of people going for workshops for their work to better themselves to improve their personality when it comes to sexual workshops you're like ah, what that's so nasty why am i paying so 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 to go and learn so 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 maybe because you don't know and it's not a bad thing to not know you're not born with all the knowledge in the world but there are people out there that sex is a business for them i'm not just talking about sex workers even though i might and so fucking what sex is a business for them sex is not a business as much as um a tool for them people teach sex ed people teach how to achieve sexual pleasure people teach how to get orgasms there are workshops a shit ton of them out there maybe try going to one try listening to sex positive podcasts try listening to um sex educators try try viewing sex positive content try sharing try listening with a fucking open mind it doesn't hurt so yeah take away from this episode once consent is included it's okay it is not your business how other people choose to have sexual pleasure it is not nasty or weird your fantasies are not nasty or weird and it is not too late to learn sex education one of the reasons i actually want to emphasize on this episode is i see a lot of nigerian women out there i think i've said this who um abstain from achieving sexual pleasure who don't want to even um view sex through pleasurable lens because you know they are going to be that way for their husbands and you have women that you have like i've seen clients or i've had clients like they come tell me oh they're giving me like conversations like oh um look let me talk about clients. i've seen people that um when they're talking to me like oh you know this that that one um it's all good it's all fine why am i enjoying sex and then you have some women who genuinely do believe sex is supposed to be painful and you're just supposed to lie there and take it no you're supposed to enjoy sex because why are you having sex if you are not enjoying it why are you fucking if you're not fucking good that's just me and i know a few nigerian men that will tell you oh you know they would have sex with all the women out there and do everything possibly nasty under the sun and then they tell you oh they can't have sex with those women that they did nasty stuff with because they are trying to they are going to go and marry pure virgins and when you do marry those virgins or those sexually um pure people sexually sexual purity thing yeah sexual purity thing but um when you marry those sexually inexperienced people you're not marrying them so that you can teach them to have great sex the way you did while you were out in the world you're marrying them so that you can keep them they create they make your babies and then you feel like the women that make your babies for you are that bear your babies for you are not supposed to enjoy sex guy dead that mindset i've seen like and i see i don't realize why nigerian women feel this way because we've had nigerian men tell them oh you know you can never marry a girl that you're eating ass like you do everything nasty with this girl and then you know in your heart of heart you're not going to marry her you cannot wife her because you did nasty stuff with her maybe start examining why you feel that doing not i put it in quote doing nasty stuff doesn't equal her being a decent person enough to be wifed everything about her is great though but just because you know both of you are slotting each other out actually doesn't mean that you're a decent person 
okay that's all for this season this episode i'm so sorry not this season but this episode is just an intro of how great this season is going to be this season i'm going to be talking about porn ethical porn i'm going to talking about my top five sexual experiences fun places to fuck it's going to be very fun and chaotic <laughs> and i'm actually kind of excited for this season season four um but i'm actually going to need audience participation this season because i don't want to feel like i'm going crazy i like i said earlier in the episode i do see the numbers i'm so grateful you guys are listening i'm rushing now because i think it's like this episode has gone long enough um so i do see the listens i do see like i see it but i would like a little bit audience engagement i tried something last season on my instagram stories but i didn't really get a lot of like participation and engagement so i felt kind of silly i felt stupid i'm gonna try again because you know i'm a suck of pain but please engage um go follow me on instagram at sex positive goddess one word no underscore sex positive goddess and on twitter at sex sativa that's where i post lots of my sex positive content oh i'm also on tiktok as well sex positive goddess i think i've been shadow banned on that app for some reason i'm not sure so yeah go follow me on social media engage with me tell me what you think about this episode tell me what you think about my podcast talk to me if there's any episode i think i have space for like three more episodes i've not scripted or i've not i've, I've not penned down as my topics so if you feel like you want me to discuss an episode or talk about an episode please send me messages on send me a message on any of my social media platforms like i mentioned thank you so much for listening this season is going to be so fucking awesome and um i can't wait yeah I can't wait. I still remain your favorite sex positive goddess. Thank you so much for listening to Sex and Sativa with Alex. Bye for now.